Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi guys, welcome back onto the podcast. Magli here, and I am back in the land of the living because at the beginning of the week, Oh my goodness, we had a really indulgent weekend, let's say, a big party weekend at the weekend with Isla. So it was all go. And on Monday, I was just in another world. It is unbelievable how much, as you get older, a hangover just lasts a million days. And I didn't even feel that hungover on the Monday after we got back from our weekend in Birmingham. But I was just like, I didn't know how to live. (laughs) Does that make sense? I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I just felt so lethargic and weak and just like, like, oh, so yeah, it is good to be back, my angels. Some very exciting news I have for you. New features coming to the podcast because I love sharing my story and other stories. It genuinely brings me so much joy to open up the conversations around motherhood and let's face it, just life in general. But I'd really love to interact with you guys a little bit more, my lovely listeners. So a couple new features and I'm not going to leave you hanging 100%. I will give you one now because this happened to me last night and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm fucking raging about it. So the new feature is, what is the one thing or something that your partner is really good at in terms of parenting? And as much as you're grateful for it, it also pisses you off because it's not your forte. Let me know. You can email me, hello at magliswift.com or DM me on Instagram at mummingwithmagli. And I will tell you my one with George, which happened to me last night. Oh, it's going to seem like such a positive thing that part of me doesn't even want to say it. But okay, he is really patient with dinner with Isla. Last night, he was like all open up the channel for the choo-choo train, choo-choo, good girl. And I'm more of a like, shut the fuck up, eat your food, let's get this over with. I am going to justify and defend myself here because, well, it's my podcast after all, so I can do what I want. It's easy to do that once a week and it's not every night that George is home for dinner and I'm sorry, but I've got the fucking patience and it really pisses me off when George comes in with, you know, all of this, he's not even on his high horse about it, which I'm not gonna lie, it makes it even worse because he's like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> you do this all the time, you know, it's easy for me. Yeah, I know it's fucking easy for you and I'm bitter about it. Honestly, I'm sorry, but uh, it just pisses me off. Um, Last night, Isla was so grouchy and George comes in and I've been dealing with the grouch until George comes in, home from work, and I'm like, quick, quick, let's get dinner on the table because we're trying to have dinner together at home as much as possible. More often than not, it's just me and Isla or just Isla and then me and George will have dinner a little bit later, but we're trying, just trying to figure out our routine a little bit and I know that it's forever changing. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, quick, quick, let's get dinner on the table. And then, fuck it. (laughs) Choo-choo, open up the tunnel, good girl. Fuck off. (laughs) Oh, I don't know why, but it just, it made me so raging. (laughs) 
I was like, oh, just good for you. I can't be asked doing the choo-choo. I'm sorry. I can't be asked doing the choo-choo. And it makes me feel like the world's worst parent. And I know that it's a really good thing to be able to have a partner that can take the load when you don't have the patience or the energy to do it. But it's also really annoying, you know, because it just makes me feel guilty that I'm not doing it. So yeah, let me know what yours is. What is something that your partner is better at than you in terms of parenting and it makes you fucking furious? (laughs) Actually, it doesn't just have to be parenting, just life in general. (laughs) Because I actually... It's funny. I'm in general, admittedly, I'm not the most patient person. And I would consider George to be a much more patient person, you know, in general life. But actually, in terms of parenting, I've surprised myself that I am quite patient with Isla. But dinner, I just can't fucking do it. it there's something about giving Isla food. <laughs> I just, I find it so overwhelming. I I don't like feeding her. Of course, I'm feeding her. <laughs> but it's just, Oh, and to watch George just have fun with it. Yeah, makes me angry. Anyway, (laughs) let me know yours. Right, I'm going to do some other features at the end of the podcast. And feel free to, yeah, just message me with your stories or whatever resonates with you. Any funny anecdotes because I've got another one which I'll share at the end. Um, Yeah, I would love to interact with you guys more and just share some funny stories if you have them for me and for us, the listeners as well, because I think these things like, yeah, parenting's great, blah, 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 but it's also fucking chaos. And (laughs) the more we can embrace the chaos and just share the chaos with each other, I think the less psycho we'll feel. (laughs) Okay, our big weekend in Birmingham. The reason I'm sharing this is because I've spoken to you guys a lot about the anxiety that I feel in terms of doing things with Isla, leaving the house and just going out into the big bad world. It's really overwhelming sometimes because those thoughts in your head that just tell you that she's going to act up, she's going to have a tantrum, you're not going to be able to handle it, everyone's going to be looking at you, everyone's going to judge you, think that you're an awful parent, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's never ending. And slowly, I'm really able to quieten those thoughts. Um, step by step, you know, we started with a, a walk to Tesco's and stuff like that when she was really little. Um, and now I'm really going out and doing things. Although I will say, even the walks to Tesco's at the time, I remember, I don't know if anyone's experienced this before, let me know. But I used to have these sort of all-consuming visions. I'd be pushing the pram, Isla's obviously in the pram, And I used to have these visions of someone going into the pram, taking Isla out of the pram and then running away with her. And sometimes it was so debilitating that it would actually stop me dead in the street. And I would just have to pause, take a breather and really force myself to continue on with our journey, you know, with whatever we were doing, wherever we were going, instead of turning home and just kind of locking myself, you know, in the house. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, leaving the house with your kid. Sometimes it can be so difficult. So if you're in that, you know, phase of life, know that it's not forever because we just went to a fucking festival with Isla. She's not yet two. She's 22 months. And we had the best time ever. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't smooth sailing, but it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine about this and 
when I was saying to her, you know, I was like, oh, it was amazing. We did this, we did that. And then I felt the need for some reason to put in a disclaimer that it wasn't smooth sailing because I also didn't want to paint the picture that, you know, it's amazing 100% of the time. I think I'm trying to find that balance between encouraging moms to know that whatever phase they're going through, whatever struggles they're experiencing, they won't last, but also at the same time painting a realistic picture that even an amazing day or an amazing weekend can have its ups and downs. And I know that we know that, but sometimes when we're in it and experiencing them, we feel like we're the only ones experiencing them. I think, I mean, social media has a lot to do with that. But anyway, and she reminded me that actually, even when you don't have a kid, you know, take going to a festival, for example, you could bicker with your partner, you could get lost, you could miss the first act that you really wanted to see. There are so many things that could happen that would mean that it's not smooth sailing, but it doesn't mean that the overall vibe isn't fucking amazing. And that's exactly what it was with Isla. So the festival was just on the outskirts of Birmingham. We drove there. It was really hot on the Friday. And as much as that's great, the sun was out, you know, it was shining. We really enjoyed it. Sometimes it can be difficult with Isla. She doesn't like to wear a hat. She did, however, have the cutest sunglasses on. So that was good. And luckily for us, though, because of the heat, I think she gets tired more easily. And so she actually ended up having a two hour nap in the pram whilst we were at the festival, which was great. And which I definitely didn't think was going to happen because she'd already napped in the car on the way to the festival. So yeah, I forgot, however, her baby bottle. And I'm very happy about this. This is a great mum hack. If you forget your baby bottle, so like, you know, the bottle that they have the milk or whatever in, buy a Buxton bottle, or actually it can be any brand, but mine just happened to be Buxton, like a water bottle. The bigger ones with the little teat and get some milk from anywhere. We were lucky at the festival. There was like this coffee stand. And so I went to them and I was like, can I just have some warm milk? And they gave me some warm milk and I put it in the bottle and then just gave it to Isla. She did struggle at the beginning. It was a bit funny because obviously the teat, like in a baby bottle, the flow isn't as strong. They need to suck a bit more. But on a Buxton bottle, the flow is obviously much stronger. So she didn't need to suck. So at the beginning, she was like choking on her milk. I don't know why I'm laughing at this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Since, so admittedly, I will say the feature idea came from my friend Becca. Thank you so much, my love. I'm really grateful. And since she said it to me, I now have so many ideas of like features of just things that we can share with each other. Um... For example, like the one that I was just thinking of now that I hadn't even thought of before is like, what is one thing that your kid has done which you shouldn't laugh at, but at the same time, you can't stop yourself from laughing, just like I like choking on her milk, which <laughs> isn't funny, like, but it is funny, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let me know what's a funny thing that isn't funny, but it is fucking funny because, well, you know, you've just got to laugh at life. Um, Yeah. Festival was amazing. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, George and I did end up actually spending most of the time on the phone. It's really strange because obviously, if you have kids, you'll know that they want to run around so much. And we had our picnic blanket, we had our stuff, like our bags and stuff, and then we had the pram. And oh, what I found really annoying is that Isla, for a lot of it, wanted to sit in the pram, but because we were in the field in front of, well, in front and behind people, we just in the middle, in the middle of the field, and the people behind us, and don't get me wrong, I really understand why they asked us this, 
then I was like, what the fuck do you want me to do? They didn't want the pram to be like up. You know, they asked us to fold the pram so that they could see the stage, which I totally understand. But from our point of view, it was so fucking frustrating because when Isla wanted to sit in the pram, one of us would then have to, you know, put the pram just outside, not outside of the field, but just outside of the seated area and then stand with her. We're obviously not going to just leave her sat in the pram on the outside when we're in the middle of the field. Luckily, we weren't sat like too far out from, from the line, so to speak. But then that meant that actually at one point, I can't remember if I rang George or if he rang me, but we were on the phone and we were like, hey, how's the festival your end? Because we weren't together, but we wanted to experience it together. So we spent a lot of time on the phone when one of us was with Isla and the other one was just like with the bags. Um, We probably could have both stood with Isla and the pram, but we wanted to like keep our area, you know? The other challenging thing was... Oh, at festivals, the queues are so fucking long for a drink or for food. I don't understand why they don't have more stands. And at one point, George went to go buy some drinks. This is so funny, actually. George and I do this all the time. We both go to an event or whatever it is. We both start drinking. And then all of a sudden, we're like, who's driving? <laughs> and so because we were driving back to some friends that live just outside of Birmingham, like on the other side of Birmingham, uh, because we were with them on the Saturday for a birthday party, birthday barbecue. And we were like, who's driving? So we decided to do rock, paper, scissors. Um, I'm I lost. I'm not gonna lie. Got it. But it's the way the cookie crumbles. I don't mind to be fair. And George wouldn't have minded either. But you know, who doesn't want to have a beer at the festival? But anyway, so George is in the queue getting a beer for himself, not bitter. <laughs> and I really need to wee. So I ring him and I say, how far are you? And he's literally not moved, but he's already been gone for like 20 minutes. And this wee has come on so strongly. And he's like, Mackley, there's still quite a few people. I could still be here for another half hour. And so I think to myself, right, what am I going to do? I lay asleep in the pram at this time. And I obviously can't leave her. Like, she's not going to go anywhere, but I can't leave her because what if she wakes up when I'm in the porter toilet? So I decide, okay, I'm going to leave the stuff. I'll take Isla to the toilets. But then I get to the toilets and porter lose. Like, there's not enough space to put a pram in. So I think, what am I going to do? So I leave the door of like the cubicle of the portaloo open and just put Isla as close to like, you know, me as possible. And I ha I'm hovering over the toilet and these people are just walking past and I'm so grateful. And it's so funny because a lot of people, they asked me, they were like, are you all right? And I'm just like, yeah, hi, just <laughs> having my hover wee. Um, and then this woman, she stops and she was like, do you want me to stand with my back to you? And I said, oh no, don't worry. I just didn't want to leave her. And she was like, no, no, I'm going to stand with my back to you. Do what you need to do. And then, you know, I'll go eat afterwards. And I'm really grateful because yeah, I was just peeing in front of people. And you don't want to ask someone to do that. And even when she offered, I was like, no, don't worry. But actually, you know, if I have the option to pee with as much privacy as possible, that's the preferred option. I'd rather not we, you know, in front of everyone. <laughs> but also, what was I going to do? So yeah, she was like, Oh, don't worry. I've got kids as well. I know what it's like. So woman at the festival, I don't know your name, but thank you so much. It just feels so empowering to do things that out of your comfort zone and then realize that yeah it may not go 100% you know smoothly but we're here 
we did it and we had so much fun. And I think it's all about managing expectations. You know, because I'll say, for example, Isla, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure she had a diet of fruit shoot and crisps the whole weekend. But it's about balance because this weekend was also about George and I just having some fun, letting our hair down. On this Saturday, we had a house party. Oh my God, a good old fashioned house party. Why don't we do those anymore? I don't know why, because they are the best. And a friend of mine, Jess, she's been on the podcast before. She's got little one, Leo, who is the same age as Isla. He's actually born the day before Isla, what are the odds? And it's really good when you go out with a mum whose parenting style is similar to yours. And what I mean by that is that both of us are super lenient like we both want to go out and have a good time and you know have a couple drinks and not worry too much about oh it's their bedtime oh they need to do this oh they need to brush their teeth oh they need to have a bath oh I'm sorry I didn't brush Isla's teeth that weekend she didn't have a bath that weekend and she went to bed at like on the Friday I think when we got to our friend's house after the festival she went to bed at two because obviously she slept in the car she slept in the pram at the festival etc etc and then on the um, Saturday she went to bed at I think 9 30 and this is so funny <laughs> I actually obviously I'd had a few Aperols because Aperol is life and I put it to bed she was getting tired so I decided to put it to bed and I swear I fell asleep before her because next thing I know George comes up and he's like Michael are you okay <laughs> and I was like oh yeah I'm just nice and cozy asleep and he said do you want to come back down to the party and I said no <laughs> Can I have 20 more minutes, please? As if I'm like a child being woken up by my mum. It was so funny. He was like, okay, I'll come back up in 20 minutes. So he came back up in 20 minutes. And I am grateful that he did. Although at the time I was like, no, I could just sleep forever. I'm grateful because I wanted to party, you know. But tell me it's not the hardest thing in the world to not fall asleep when you're putting your kid to sleep. Unless it's like 6 p.m. But what child actually falls asleep at 6 p.m.? And if you have a kid that does... I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't. Isla, bedtime is, it's not a battle, I would say, but it does take a long time. And inevitably, you know, after a couple Aperols, my head hits the pillow. What's a girl to do? What is a girl to do? A tired, <laughs> very tipsy <laughs> mama of an almost two-year-old. <sighs> it's so hard, but yeah, I'm glad. I went back down. I partied the night away. And yeah, it was just such a successful weekend. I was just living my best mum on the loose vibe. Me and Jess were team tagging with the kids. And I just felt so grateful. I feel like that weekend, I really lived a life. I used to be scared to never be able to live again, if that makes sense. Yeah, it wasn't all smooth sailing, but it's never going to be. And that's okay. I think, like I said before, nothing is. And it's about managing expectations. Because I think a lot of the times we're scared to talk about big events that seemingly should be the best times of our lives. I'm not, you know, suggesting this weekend was the best time of my life. Although, do you know what? It was fucking up there. It was so good. It just, it really reignited me with the party girl that's inside me, which isn't an identity that I've been able to connect with very much since having Isla, which is so normal. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying it was really good to dip my toe into that identity and embody the party girl madly, you know? But in terms of managing expectations, I find I was talking to a friend of mine about this and just in life or, you know, there's a wedding, a baby shower, becoming a mom, etc, etc. Those things, I feel like there's such 
much pressure for them to be the best ever. But inevitably, there's bound to be stuff that doesn't run smoothly, and that's okay. And maybe it leaves you feeling a little bit disappointed, and that's okay as well. The friend I was talking to about this was sharing that she didn't have a Hindu before her wedding, and she wasn't really fast on, you know, a big, fancy, exciting run-up to the wedding. But because of that, her friends and her family knew that. And because of that, you know, her friends and family didn't do much for her. And it left her feeling like no one was excited about the wedding. And I felt like that in terms of becoming a mom. And actually for my baby shower as well, I originally hadn't wanted a baby shower. And even now, I don't consider myself having had a baby shower. A friend of mine was like, no, you have to do something. So I was like, okay, we'll do a baby gathering, you know, we'll do a gathering and we'll celebrate me and the baby, but me more. (laughs) And so great. But then it was during COVID and a couple people, I I was going to say backed out. They didn't back out. A couple people got COVID and therefore couldn't make it. And then someone else had an issue. And then slowly I just started to feel a little bit deflated because I'd got this hype about something that I wasn't even that fussed about. And then inevitably you start to get excited and you have certain expectations, especially when, I mean, I'm using my baby shower as an example, but it's the same with weddings. It's the same sometimes with birthdays, you know, everyone shares the highlights. Oh my gosh, I did this for my birthday. My friend surprised me with X, Y, Z. And if it doesn't happen to you or when it doesn't happen to you, it can leave you feeling a little bit disappointed. And I think, so I'm going off in a little bit of a tangent, but I think what I'm really trying to manage are my expectations. But it is a fine line because let me know what you think about this. For me, there's a fine line between hope and expectations because who doesn't hope for good things but there's hoping and then there's expecting them to happen because when you expect them to happen and they don't you feel disappointed and then yeah it's a really fine line but then how do you just hope without wishing beyond just hoping and it becomes an expectation does that make sense interesting food for thought food for thought but I am feeling very empowered about my party weekend but the thing is Isla was there as well and it felt really good to be able to dip my toe into that identity, as well as still being a mom, you know, all of a sudden felt like they didn't have to be separate, and I was able to merge them. So yeah, it was a real, I don't want to say eye opener, but yeah, um, I feel good, guys. I feel good. More parties, more house parties everywhere. <laughs> Who's having a house party? Send me an invite because I am there. <laughs> I'm ready with my Aperol, <laughs> and I will be on that dance floor. Okay, I actually think that is it from me today. A little bit of a shorter episode, but I just wanted to say hey, because actually August is a really busy month for me. And so I have done quite a few pre-recorded episodes with some guests, which I'm really excited for you guys to hear. They are so, so amazing. We've got a business coach lined up. We've got a woman, her name's Gemma. I'm actually going on a retreat with her in August. Um, she runs women's circles. It's called Sister Stories, and she's a mom of two, and she's going to be sharing her story. The business coach will be sharing how to implement building a business with the life of being a mom. And then two more. One of them shares her story on becoming a single mom after a one night stand and how she has navigated that journey. And the other one, who is a high risk pregnancy, she's actually not a mom yet. Loads of 
health issues and she shares about her journey in that and it is so fascinating i love talking to these women if you guys are interested in coming on the podcast if you're a mom or a dad you know i know it's mumming with magli and i really want to hold space for women but i'd also love to get a dad's point of view so if you're a dad listening a mom listening let me know get in touch it's just great to share stories and make us feel less like we're the only ones struggling through whatever it is we're struggling through and everyone's journey is gonna look and feel different right but is it weird that it's quite nice to know that someone else is struggling I mean that in the least weird way possible but misery does love company and I wouldn't consider myself miserable but I have been in that headspace and it's nice to know that it's not always rainbows and butterflies so yeah okay actually just quickly on that no rainbows and no butterflies vibe I want to talk about standing up to your toddler. I know it sounds ridiculous, but oh my God, they are fucking dictators giving Hitler a run for his money. What the actual fuck? Isla is so demanding, and I know that's normal, toddlers testing boundaries, but also, you know what? I've only got myself to blame because I'm such a pushover. It's unbelievable. I just want an easy life, and it's so exhausting to fight about everything. Dinner time, bath time, putting shoes on, changing the nappy. No, you can't watch TV. No, you can't ride the dog. Yes, we need sleep. I just can't. Isla at the moment is wanting milk from her bottle all the time and I'm really struggling to set boundaries and say no and this is just an example trust me there are so many things but in terms of the milk this is something I'm really struggling with because sometimes she actually eats better after a bottle which is really strange and we would only give her a bottle well the night one we still do as a definite and the morning one we don't always do but sometimes she asks for it and if we don't give it to her, she cries. And admittedly, sometimes I just give it to her. And sometimes I try and power through and then I give in. But actually, if she has her bottle before, she eats her breakfast better after. But that's not always the case. And I think also in my head sometimes there's the paranoia of if I give her the milk, she'll then be full. So then she won't have her food. So I don't really know what to do in terms of that. And in general, I know that I just need to put my foot down a little bit more, but <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> I am weak. Honestly, I just want an easy life. And it is so tiring. She has this thing also where she just points at everything. Oh, the dummy is something else that I want to put my foot down on because I'd like to get to the stage where she just has her dummy to go to sleep. But at the moment, I just give it to her whenever she asks for it, even though she doesn't need it. And I know that in her head, she does need it, which is why like I'm struggling because she wants it and it's comforting. So does she need the comfort? But there's other ways to find comfort. And I'm struggling to find just how to figure out how to navigate that journey, really. Um, and every time I take the <laughs> every time I take the dummy out, she just screams. <laughs> so I just think, oh, okay, <laughs> and I put it back in. And it's such a fine line between I don't even do it to shut her up, but to like part of me obviously does, and then part of me is like, oh, but you find it comforting and you want it. Why? Why couldn't you have your dummy? But also, you need to learn to not have the dummy. But then I think there are no adults walking around with a dummy in their mouth. So surely at some point, she's going to stop the dummy. So do I need to worry about it now? Do you know what I mean? But the other thing I was going to say, she's going through this stage of, she just points at everything. And she's like, she won't even say anything. She'll just go, uh, uh, 
Uh, and I found myself the other day literally crab walking from one end of the house to the other end of the house because she was pointing at things and I was trying to figure out what it was that she wanted. But then I realized I don't actually think that she knows what she wants. She's just pointing and I don't know, maybe I should Google this. Like, is this a thing that I, I can't figure it out? I will literally pick up everything in the house, give it to her. She'll go, Mah! like scream at me that that's not it. And then I'm like, what the fuck do you want? So I just can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. And the problem is I'm weak. I can't put my foot down. I've absolutely no authority and I'm doomed. I'm doomed for life. Destined to hide behind the label of, oh yeah, my little girl just knows what she wants. When in reality, <laughs> she's a fucking spoiled brat because mama can't get her shit together and stand up to a 22 month old because she's scared of her. I am terrified of my child. Like, am I the only one? Tell me I'm not the only one. Just <laughs> literally living on borrowed time. I think she's, <laughs> I think she's planning my death. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just, I'm feeling so frustrated because <laughs> I want to stand up to her, but also <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can, obviously I can, <laughs> I can, I can stand up to my 22 month old. I I am capable, I'm strong, I'm a strong, independent woman, I am the authority figure, and I have got this. I don't know if anyone else needs to hear this, but, oh, you've got this. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Okay, right, phew, obviously needed that rant. Back to our features. Let's finish with some fun mumming mishaps to end the episode. I'm going to start us off, oh my gosh. Oh, and speaking of the features, I almost forgot my top tip Tuesday. I'm going to bring it back to my mum hack with the water bottle. If you forget your baby's bottle, get a bottle with a teat, get some milk. It's amazing. Okay, that's my top tip Tuesday. Mumming mishap. This is a good one. <laughs> okay, I, oh my gosh, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but this is the whole point. And feel free if you don't want me to, you know, mention your name or anything, just say that it's anonymous. But otherwise you can tell me your name, where you're from. And yeah, let's interact with each other and connect a little bit more. But this is a while ago. Isla was still a little baby in her like cot pram, if you know what I mean. And we're taking Magnus for a walk in the evening. I'm pushing the pram and George has Magnus on the lead. And George is talking to me, but I'm in front of him, so I can't hear him very well. So I turn around and I let go of the pram. We're on the pavement, obviously. I turn around, I let go of the pram, I talk to him, and all of a sudden, George shouts at me, Magali! I had not put the pram brakes on. And you know, on the pavement, there's curbs, obviously, but sometimes the curbs dip if there's like a driveway or something. And I had been right next to a dip and the pram had rolled off the pavement and into the middle of the street. <laughs> I'm laughing now because it's just, it's so fucking awful. It's so fucking awful. I've never been so mortified in my life. And I, I ran as quickly as you can imagine to get the pram and George was like Magli and I was like don't I don't want to talk about it and I like I made a mistake but it's giving me so much anxiety at the thought of what could have happened just don't even talk to me about it I honestly I couldn't compute the severity of the situation oh my gosh I'm like I'm also part of me is fucking mortified <laughs> at sharing this but things like that happen like we're human we make mistakes but it's just so awful and the mistake is just so awful <laughs> anyway let me know your mumming mishaps as well and 
the one thing that your partner is really good at in terms of parenting. And as much as you're grateful for it, it also pisses you off. You can email me hello at magliswift.com or send me a DM on Instagram at mummingwithmagli. I'm sending you guys so much love and I will speak to you next week. Ciao.